Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. I am Alex Pearson. It is time for Counterpoint. So let's bring in our Wednesday regulars. We got John Raz, whose name says it all. <laughs> He's like Madonna. Just give him that title. And Bill Hutchison, journalism professor over at Seneca, also former broadcaster at CTV. Hello, guys. Hey there. How are you? Are you trying to come up with a title? No, I was just thinking about Warren Beatty. Okay. That was Madonna reference. Oh, 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 oh. You're going way back. That's way too subtle. Like, <laughs> does this come with closed captioning for the humor impaired? <laughs> it does, it does. That's why I'm sitting across from you, Bill. Let's talk about pot, shall we? None of you have been into it yet because it's not legal until October 17th. Happy birthday to me. Um, so the question obviously comes up whether or not Ottawa should already consider pardoning those convicted in the past. And here is the Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould commenting on that. Well, again, this is uh, um, this falls under the um, purview of my colleague, the Minister of Public Safety. Um, the Minister and I have had conversations about this. Our focus um, has been and is um, the coming into force of the Cannabis Act and ensuring that all the regulations around uh, the legalization of cannabis are in place. Uh, at that time, uh, we will uh, or he will uh, can have consideration around the but question. How about we thought about it? Don't you know the? thought about it but we will we are focused right now on uh, the cannabis act yeah we're focused now on uh, quickly trying to make some rules about it bill uh they've only had three years to figure out all this kind of stuff but they'll have lots more conversations yeah it's another issue they haven't really thought through although i think justin trudeau's already made up his mind because he admitted uh over a year ago that not everyone has a former prime minister for a father who was able to expunge the record for his uh, <laughs> brother, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. well, he he made the statement yeah. publicly. He said, you know, there's a lot of people uh, that are marginalized communities that are uh, financially not able to able to expunge the records, to, to wipe the records clean. Yeah. So he's committed to to offering a pardon. They can't say it at this point because... It's not, it's not law, and that would open the floodgates, even though I think everyone's going to treat it as simply as the law of the land as of today. Well, look, there's going to be an awful lot of lawyers. There is a lawyer out there, John, who will happily start up a class action on behalf of all of those who are, are, are stuck in this country or who have had their lives um, derailed by you know having a joint or whatever that will say, you know what, we'll take this to court. So it's a conversation that's going to be had and a case likely to be taken to the highest courts. I would like you to email me a copy of that statement she just made, because that would be the perfect example of over 100 words of rhetoric that meant absolutely nothing. First of all, she's a politician. It is not the responsibility of public safety minister. This is a legal issue. So let's go to the minister of justice. Yeah. Isn't that nice? eh? Mm -hmm. Um, Throw it back on Goodale. Second of all. If we're talking about pardoning people who were caught smoking dope in a back alley 25 years ago who couldn't then get a job, I don't know, at max for the summer or whatever, and probably maybe may even still have trouble going to the United States, even though you can get a pardon after seven years and, and you, know, you pay a couple hundred bucks for it, et cetera, then why don't we give pardons to people who were caught? for simple marijuana possession back in the years. I think because, that's what they're going to because do. Because I walk through downtown Toronto at King and Bay today, and there are guys coming in. You can't smoke a cigarette on the streets. People are openly smoking dope on the streets of Toronto. I don't know oh, what's yeah. going on. One of our big problems with pot has always been different police forces across the country prosecute in different ways. In Toronto, it's been functionally ignored now for years. Nobody's. I have not met anybody who's been arrested for smoking a hoolie. No. 
in downtown Toronto. But I also recall time. most of our cops were anti-pot, and now most of them are owners <laughs> Including of Bill it. Blair. <laughs> now they all own chunks of it. Right. You right. know? So, um, you know, hypothetically, you know, most of the people I know since the age of 15 have smoked dope, and 95% of us, hypothetically, were lucky enough not to get caught doing so and got on with our lives. There's a chunk of people out there who probably deserve an immediate pardon. You don't even have to pass this law to give it to them. It's ridiculous. Their lives are on hold. It's a problem for them. If you're talking about giving pardons to people who are part of larger organizations, organized crime. Well, you're talking about trafficking violence. and no, right. those kinds of crimes. We're talking simple about possession. simple possession. So I would like to see, because that's what I meant by her comment being completely vapid, meaningless, empty rhetoric. I mean, I'd love to show that to some students. You've been uh, up You've been up to Parliament Hill. You know you can get those statements those every calls. single oh, no, day. They've got <laughs> Actually, you've probably written some of them. That's true. Clearly you didn't write hers, but you know it and I, that's what they do. I would never remember. Anyway, so... <laughs> Just how much pot did you smoke? Oh, you know, I was always holding a Joe Louie in my hand. So, so let's... I remember when that was just a, you know, a little pastry. That's, That's a what I thought he was talking about. Mm-hmm. That was what I was talking okay. about. It just seemed like a funny political joke at the same time. Anyway, here's the point. Uh, uh, let's not give anybody who was in the other part of organized crime and a criminal uh, a pardon. And if people simply were arrested and their lives are on hold because they smoked marijuana, I see no reason. But... Everything we've seen so far is just hypothetical. It's all discussions. It's all discussions. discussions. We have no idea what's going to happen. As far as I can tell in downtown Toronto, maybe, and I I hope people are listening across the country, um, there's an open pot bazaar with like 25, (laughs) like, you know, really have to have a car, right? And they shut them down as quickly. And as soon as they shut them down, some retired police officers open a new one. And uh, I mean, it's fun out there. It's fun, you know. Uh, I love that our former police chief is now one of the largest officers in the country. Let's talk about And probably put how many people in jail? Alex, let's. let's... Well, that'll be interesting. It would be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll think that one. Out. I'll, I'll think that one out off the air. I was just going to ask uh, myself a question. And I'll think better of it. Uh, Renata Ford, widow of Rob Ford, um, speaking out really for the first time today. She was given a suspended sentence after pleading uh, guilty to a third impairment driving. Uh, so this is a third uh, driving conviction under the influence. And she did speak to reporters after the fact. And this is the first time we've heard her from her since making a lawsuit that is now against now Premier uh, Ford Public. I want to change, I want to move, I want to change my house, change my environment around, maybe um, start a new life again. Yeah. For me and my kids, I think we all deserve it. Well, Jump. Renata, change comes from within, not from moving your house. Uh, I, I've always felt that Renata went through a horrible ordeal, and uh, I would encourage, and I just want to say this, I would encourage everybody in the media and everybody out there she is not elected. She is not asking for any attention. She is just trying to raise some kids, and she clearly has some challenges with a third impaired offense. Why don't we all be good Canadians and leave this woman I, alone? I think they were leaving her alone until that lawsuit came out just before the election. Yeah, I agree. And that's had the only that, had, yeah, had that not come out, I agree. I don't think yeah. anyone would have I agree, and that was the trigger. So I think we can take the higher moral ground going forward, and I hope, uh, I hope, Renata, it all works out for you, but... Uh, I'm much more interested in what the premier of the province does than what she does right now. Right. But, you know, he, he will likely be asked and he will likely not comment. Um, but, you know, to, to John's point, I, I don't see her as any differently than anybody else who has, uh, whether it's substance abuse issues. However, um, this is her third conviction over the last 20-ish, 30-ish years. Did she get the appropriate 
sentence. She clearly has a, a problem there, and she needs to deal with it. Was the sentence a little lighter than... We don't deal with uh, uh, driving, drunk driving uh, charges terribly seriously in this country, actually. Mm. By and large, most of the sentences are fairly light. Even for repeats. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true. You could also make an argument because I've been to their house. She didn't hurt anybody, but but she was driving under the influence. You could also make an argument because I've been to their house right down the street. There's like a corner store, and if they were selling beer and wine there, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Or marijuana. Okay. All very helpful, guys. Could all help. All very helpful. (laughs) No. (laughs) Guys. All right. And that's that. All right. Let's take a quick break. 828. And when we come back, Mr. Trump... Well, he backed down, all right. We will talk about, does this little problem go away from him, for him? We will talk about that. And should Mr. Trudeau have spoken out against that? That's up next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And it is Counterpoint. John Raz joining us, former Liberal Room, War Room Director. Okay. And Bill Hutchison joining us, who's former journalist and journalism professor now over at Seneca. Uh, let's talk about the big news item of the day across the border. Uh, Trump backing down and signing an executive order to stop separating kids from their families. It's not his law. Um, and I get that Trump wants to fix immigration. But from a purely strategic view, and I'll start with you on this, John, is I don't know how his his folks thought that this would play well Um Anywhere. You well, just can't have those images. Well, and his wife and his daughter wife uh, both made it kind of hard for him. Uh, but uh, what I'm amazed is that he backed off. I'm amazed. Oh, I'm not. I said last night he would back off. I didn't think it would be today, but. <laughs> I'm amazed that he backed off because he's coming up on the midterms. The Rust Belt is where he wins or loses. Congress, Senate, all that stuff. Uh, that has, And as a result, he's doing all this stuff, this crazy tariff stuff with us. I'm amazed he backed off because I haven't seen Donald Trump since he was elected president Mm. back off on this. I mean, sort of this was like him backing off on New Jersey and asking his dad to bail him out. This is an embarrassing moment, right? No, this is not a full back off, though, because he still said we are still going to have borders. We're still not going to let the illegal immigrants. Well, they're just going to keep families together, incarcerated. So he's back to Barack Obama's talking points? That works. That works in the Midwest, which is what you're talking about, the rest of Bell, where, where they don't want the illegal immigrants coming in, but they don't want to see the images of, of children being put in cages. But they so still want strawberries from California in the spring, right? Absolutely. So I don't see what the connection is. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway. <laughs> I had my moments. I never laugh out loud on the air. Um, so look, uh, Donald Trump backs off today. Uh, I don't think it was... It's a minor step back. Yeah. It's not a it... huge concession because he still says, we are not going to allow illegal immigrants to come across our border. We will still stop But he has essentially gone back to Obama and and the principles that were used before, that yes, you arrest them, but they are now kept together. But Obama was really enforcing the cross-border, the illegal Illegal but they were being detained, and if you see the pictures from those days, they were, were still staying. Were catch and release, R- right? There was yeah. those, and then but there were people sleeping in silver typed metal bags and whatever they. I'm going to bring. Yes. I'm going to bring together the the pot thing we were talking about before this, and, and illegal immigration. In, in 1971, Richard Nixon and his administration coined the term "the war on drugs," apocryphally. This is what I read, and. Uh, Nixon thought that Vietnam was being, and, and the resistance to Vietnam was all informed by pot-smoking Americans. And so he shut down the Mexican border 
and no more, because that's where all, where all the pot came from at that point. And uh, the result was a massive uh, build-out of meth laboratories across America. Now, if that we can use as a metaphor is you're simply... Donald Trump, if he wants to shut that border, doesn't need a wall. He can militarize that border anytime he wants. This is all politics. It's kabuki theater. I'm sick of it. And if he didn't realize that the last time that there were children crying like that, it's sort of reminisced everybody to Auschwitz. He was out of his mind. So I'm surprised that he backed off. I don't, I don't, I don't, you you can't make that comparison. Sure you can. No, well, Well, that's a prison where you separate children from their parents. Yes, but you also gas them and kill them. And look, I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm not defending there it, and I'm not no defending, defending Trump. There is no policy. defending it. However, but again... And yet Canada's been doing it. Well, we don't not to the separate... Same not to the same, but yeah, yes, but we, we do. We, we have. We've we separated do. 150 yeah. uh, uh, families uh, in, the, in the past year. Yeah, we just don't now, let the media the shoot same. it. Yeah, exactly, right. which Trump, probably Trump didn't want either. Right, and but but knowing full well what those images would do, um, again, it, it, it's a loss, and I don't think that's... I don't think it's going to go away for him. Because he it, has turned off a lot of even Republicans, maybe not the ones who are actually true Republicans, but I think enough. This issue, I think this issue will be forgotten in a, in a month or two. I actually agree. I agree Only because something Bill. more crazy will happen. I agree tragically with Bill. I <laughs> mean, but it was amazing. It was amazing to watch self-described, I don't use this word lightly, rednecks on the radio and the television yesterday and today saying, ah, even I cannot. What we well, didn't support. need was our prime minister. Well, we'll get into that. But even a guy like Ted Cruz, uh, who most would say is very polarizing, even he was saying, hold on a second. We don't do this in this country. So when you've got that kind of guy on the right coming saying, no, 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 then, you know, you've lost the battle. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's a loss. But I I tend to agree. And we'll play this clip. But um, Mr. Trudeau stepping into this issue today. And well, look, yesterday he was not commenting on it today. And I thought that was the right thing to do. But nonetheless, here is what he said today about uh, the situation next door. What's going on in the United States is wrong. I can't imagine uh, what the families uh, living through this are enduring. Obviously, this is not the way we do things in Canada. Except that it is. Yeah, well, look. Not to um, the same extent, but it is. So we are are in the middle of negotiations. We're in the middle of dealing with a a global trade war, um, and we know that Mr. Trump is thin-skinned. And we also know that he's watching and hearing. Let's poke him a little bit more mistake you're yeah you're stepping into another country's domestic policies and no prime minister should do that that's just a, a foolish thing for him to do he but there should. are a lot of people saying he should take a moral stance no he always wants to take the moral stance he always wants to virtue signal we don't do that here this is a bad policy for that government you know what it is a bad policy for that government leave it alone you don't have to comment on it it's the the public in the u.s has already turned against the president over this it's very clear how they feel about it mm-hmm. Trudeau didn't have to say anything, but now by stepping into it, he has just uh, exacerbated the problems with with Trump, dealing with Trump. 1,000% right, and as a former war room wow. director. and not tragically. You guys, you guys love each other. Should I just tra- leave the not, room? Like, what's going on he's here? He's not tragically Cats and dogs getting married? What, like... No, we're going to get married on October 17th. Is that, is that the day? I've got him supporting Doug Ford, too, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, where was I going? <laughs> you were agreeing with him a thousand percent. The point of this is, if you're running the war rooms uh, against the sitting government, so yes. the conservative or the NDP war rooms, 
you are going to demand and beg that Justin Trudeau say something stupid about a foreign government's and he domestic obliges. policy. <laughs> and if you're smart and you're actually in the government, you don't. And as I recall, Jean Chrétien was a master of this. He just would not say anything. Me, I put pepper on my plate, he said. That was his whole comment about the G20 <laughs> gassing. That was it. Do you remember that? Yes. Right? It was always de minimis. It was always nothing. Brian Mulroney was great at this as well. Well, he would have been advised on this. Been well advised to go try on some more sorries he and help stay himself. in his closet. He couldn't help himself as a chance to virtue signal, and he loves doing that. Yeah, well, we'll see how much it costs us this time. Guys, i got to break it there. Thank you. Thank you. That is John Raz and Bill Hushison agreeing far too much these days. What is happening to all my lefty guests? They've all of a sudden, like... They've come over come to, the, to our side. What's going on here? This is what it feels like when doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> You're on point. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.